Welcome to the Above Average Driven Millennials podcast series, where entrepreneurs, celebrities, and athletes talk about their journey, from starting and all the shit they had to go through to get where they are today. Please spread the love. Write us a review. We want to help as many entrepreneurs and people as we can with advice from industry experts. Now, here's your host, president and founder of Adapting Social, John A. Vaguero. What's up, everybody? Today, we got my man, Stephanos, back. What is up? Stephanos, hashtag trust the processing. Oh, yeah. Love it. So today is 2.0 to our sales conversation that we had. Uh, Now, actually, we we dropped. uh, We're going to be dropping. It's in the future still. (laughs) It didn't drop yet. Foreshadow. Yes, foreshadow. Uh, But this is sales 2.0. And so on our our last podcast that we're going to, we still didn't drop yet, but Mm -hmm. that we're going to be dropping, essentially, Stephanos, what we covered is we talked about four, four methods that you need to do when you're building a sales strategy and how sales isn't actually, it has nothing to do with closing or selling anybody. It's all about building a relationship. 100%. So we dove in on four different points. Obviously, tune into that podcast if you haven't listened in for that full thing. I went in deep on that one. Um, but this one I want to talk about, because again, 2019 is here, man. So it's all about fucking building a pipeline, a sales funnel, strategies for sales. Because sales cures everything, dude. Yep. You could you could have product. But he sells. Well, whether you're yeah. a doctor, whether you're a lawyer, you're self-employed, you're selling yourself all the time. Exactly. Whether you're going out in an interview, you've got to sell yourself. Right. Sales drives economies. Exactly. And you know what? That's the biggest thing. And that's one thing that I said uh, in this podcast. Uh, I said specifically that too many people undervalue themselves and they overvalue the product they're selling and that's the biggest problem because people look at it and they say well oh well you know i'm selling these steak knives these steak knives are great or you know if you're a realtor selling a home if you're selling processing and you know merchant services it doesn't matter at the end of the day that shit doesn't matter people want to work with people they like exactly that is fucking it i mean i think more uh, maybe a little bit more when you're selling a service you're selling yourself but either way when you're selling a product or you're selling a service you're selling yourself 100% of the time. That's the biggest thing. That's 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 huge. So one thing one thing I want to start off before we dive in is tell us a little bit about what you've been doing, man. I know you've been you've been getting after it for the past two years in sales. Yeah. What is what is one thing out there that you've been doing that you'd recommend to people who are just starting in sales? So many people don't know, but uh, you know, this was honestly my first sales job. I've never sold anything before this. Right. And um, I struggled my first couple of months. It, it was tough for me. Especially well, of course, you're supposed to. Exactly. That's an ingredient to success. Exactly. But in the industry that I'm in, when you come into this business with relationships, you can really get it off the ground a little bit easier. But I came to, I came into this with not many relationships. I don't have a family that's very business backgrounded. Um, and that, that's just basically how I came in. I came in with a little handicap, a little crutch, but that, that doesn't uh, that didn't affect me at all. What I did was um, growing up, I was an athlete all my life. Right. So I would train for everything very strategically, and I took that into the business. I took that into sales, and that that killed it for me. Right. So um, every time I was on the phone with a client or a business owner, I would I would record that conversation, and I would learn from that. 
quickly. It wouldn't take too long. I would record myself talking before I would even call the business owner. I'd role play with myself. I was by myself in that office for a while, and um, I just approached it like an athlete, and that really helped me. That's awesome, man. Yeah. So everybody, everybody out there, everybody has different approaches, right? So you being an athlete, you starting off being an athlete. That's something that you interject, you interject into business because mm-hmm. it's something that's motivated you in the past. It's something that you know and you've learned for you know probably years and years and years of playing yeah. sports. So it's like it's like what you know, right? 100%. But that's all I know. Yeah. But so but so the biggest thing just to transfer transition into sales is the fact that too many people don't realize that a lot of us like the way I like to think about sales and especially in business is your business should have at least six stools I'm sorry six legs right you need to have six legs to your business mm-hmm. right and what does that mean that means that you know for instance let's just think of each leg on the stool as a revenue of business and a stream of business and where it's coming from the category it's coming from right so right now you from our conversations and from obviously our relationship I know that a hundred percent of your of your sales comes from Stephanos yeah you have you going, you know, do you, do you do door-to-door? Do you do phone calls? Like what, what, what is the main things that you do? That's basically how I started out. I'm sure you did too. You of course. Door-to-door, business owners. Right. That's what I was doing. Um, I would call hundreds of people a day trying to get their business and everything. And now that a lot of business owners see what I can do for them, mm-hmm. it all translates into them referring me over to family and friends that they're like, you got to help my brother out. Right. He a pizza shop. Help him save some money, increase his bottom line, and that's basically how a lot of my businesses um, generate. Right. Especially people like you. You have a lot of contacts and um, a lot of people that you help out as well. You want to help your clients out. You refer them over to me. I help them out. And they save some money. And they're, they're in much better hands than they previously were. Right. It's tough for them to understand that at first when they don't really know me yet. But once they start to see what I can do... I'm not tying anybody to a contract, you know. I'm, right. I'm proving my service every single day. Right. So that really helps too. Yeah, and so what? What you've identified, right? And this is how it has to be segmented. So you just identified two different types of legs. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because again, the way that we're talking about sales is it's a stu- it's a bar stool. Yeah. Right now, and most people have two legs or one leg, right? And you said that you have a leg. That you're going out there and you're actually physically having to go talk to people, yep, yep. going door to door, calling people. That's one leg. Second leg is referral and word of mouth, yep. right? A successful salesperson, right? And anybody listening who's just starting sales or is doing sales, the thought, the thought process is this is how it's how I built Adapting Social. Mm-hmm. Every I started the company in the middle of like at actually the tail end of the economic crash, yep. and so. There were so many, uh, there were so many marketing agencies that were fucking quitting and dropping and, and, and going bankrupt and crazy shit happening, and that's when I was starting, right? Yeah. But what I looked at it like was, it's not about it's not about me just doing one thing. It's not about me just having like going and calling people and, and uh, walking door to door. That's one part of my stool. And if I have, if you have a one legged or two legged stool, are you gonna stand no. if something happens? Hell no. So I always like to build six legs to my stools. So if I get, if, even if I get three legs kicked out, if my word of mouth stops, if my marketing tanks, 
if something happens, I still have three legs that are generating me business and I'm still standing tall. And you can that's the biggest that. thing. You can look at that as different sources of income too. So well, that's what it is. If you only have one source of income and that falls through, you're screwed. Well, that's, that's, that's exactly what we're talking exactly. about. Exactly. These six legs are different sources of income. Mm-hmm. So number one, anytime, anytime people say to me, oh, you know, I have a big word of mouth referral base. Okay. I always crack up with that because that's good. But it's a one-legged stool. It sounds like they're relying on that. That's it. 100%. Right. And, and too many people do. And too, too many people say, oh, you know, how do you get most of your business? A word-of-mouth referral. And a lot of times, the, 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 the person who is not an expert in business and strategy and sales strategy and marketing strategy would say, that's great. I know people who have been word-of-mouth for fucking 20 years. Yeah. And, and that's a great thing, right? And that's but, a great reputation. But they're dying off. Right, especially right now because yeah. of how millennials and, and not even millennials, but the world now is so fucking like anybody could just go online and find somebody cheaper, better, faster, stronger in a second and leave mm-hmm. you in the dust. No matter how loyal they would be to you or not be to you, it comes down to they can find a better price. But so my point being is when you're building these six legs, you have to look at different opportunities, right? So one thing that I always do is I focus on number one, building obviously when you when you focus on like the cold the cold aspect, which is you going door to door phone calls, people who don't know you, right? No. That's the cold aspect. That's one generator. That's how you get the best. Of course. Well that's a, well, that's that's a one generator, right? The second leg I like to always do I'm gonna do the legs that I do for adapting social. People could think of other legs and that's great. Please like and share and let us know, comment and let us know if you do think of anything different. But so the first one is word of I'm sorry, first one is going and actually hustling it out, grinding it out cold fucking calling cold yeah. walking in soliciting crazy shit ice cold <laughs> ice cold baby um, second is actually number uh, second is uh, you know making sure that you have a marketing strategy set up right so online so google ads SEO things of that nature right third is making sure that your product is so quality that you do get word of mouth, right? So you're building these relationships and now you have people who are just sending you sending you clients, right? That's a third leg. And that should come natural. Right. You shouldn't really Well, if you have a good product or service. Absolutely. Right. You gotta provide that. You gotta work at 10x levels. But like that should Grand come, what's up? Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, you gotta make sure that that's coming in naturally and everyone's like, please help them out. You know, well, in your mind, like, like who do you, who else do you know that I can help? And I certainly do that too. Right. But most of these referrals, it's like, wow, you right. actually said what you were gonna do. Right. Well, let me ask you. Well, let me ask you a question. In your mind, though, what it what builds that referral and that brand loyalty? Because that's what it is. That's loyalty. Most people um, in sales or providing a service or anything, if a problem comes up, mm-hmm. they shy away from it. They're like. Oh no, like I'm gonna lose a client, something like that. I embrace the problems. Mm-hmm. Like when you switched over to us, what happened with Alt.net? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I had issues. Exactly. Yep. I, I was like, this is a great opportunity for me to prove that I'm providing a great service and I'm there for him 100%. Mm-hmm. And he's gonna see that. Right. Even though that wasn't even us, that wasn't my issue. Right. It was because that's gotta do with my business, but Alt.net was the one dropping the ball. Mm. But obviously in your mind, and if I was in your shoes, I'd be thinking the same thing. Right. I'd be like, what's going on? I just switched. It was right. just a coincidence, but that's an opportunity for me to prove that I'm there for you if you need anything at all. Right. And now you know going into the future that I'm, I'm there, right. there to, uh, to service you. Yeah. You know, and that, that's how you got to build your business. 
Yeah, man. It's your actual business or it's just your book of business. Right. That's how you the biggest, the biggest thing though too is when you think about that aspect, I mean, building the brand loyalty aspect and the word of mouth, how that starts is through a quality product or a service. 100%. And it's all relationship based. If somebody likes you, they're going to say, oh, you know what? You need to call Stephanos. Mm-hmm. You know, you need to go talk to Stephanos. You need to go talk to John. You need to go talk to this person because they're awesome. They're friendly. They're cool. Yeah. And, and all the sales refer, refer to the podcast uh, that we talk about, uh, you know, building relationships, not closing. But the biggest thing, though, is that this third leg is important because word of mouth. I'm never gonna, I'm never gonna look down and say that word of mouth is not a huge generator. It generates most of the leads for most of the businesses on the planet. Why do you, why do you think that is? Because at the end of the day, people are happy and they want to talk about things that actually make them feel fulfilled mm-hmm. or make them feel. Great. And in business, see, you and I, we're in a very different world. We're in a B2B space. Yeah. We're not in a B2C space. Mm-hmm. So you're not walking up to Sally on the street who's walking down the boardwalk in Asbury Park. You know, you're, you're not walking up to her and saying, hey, let me, let me process your fucking bills. You're like, no, it's, you have to go to a business owner. Mm-hmm. So we have a different segment. So for me, in the business world, business, when you, ha- when you find somebody in the world of business who is good, who is thorough, mm-hmm. who is proactive, you know, when shit goes wrong, does everything they can. People want to spread that shit like wildfire in our, in our, in our space. Because it's like, you, meet, you start to meet friends in business. And the one thing that I've learned over time is that so many fucking business owners, dude, like, like I like, me and you vibe out hard as fuck because we have the same grind, dude. Yeah. You know, if, 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 we were, if, if I was somebody who just kind of likes, you know, partying and, and Jordan sneakers... We probably wouldn't vibe out as much. We would. But we both got goals. Seven years ago. Exactly. Like, exactly. Not, yeah, you're right. You know. Yeah. And so like, that's the thing. Like, but right you now, sure. you do. And But the thing is, I was in business because of the fact that I know that your ass is up at 4 a.m., mm-hmm. getting out there, doing your thing. And I'm up early as fuck at 4 a.m. too, getting out there, doing my thing. Know. You know? And, and, and I, don't, I normally, on a normal day to, day-to-day basis, I probably get like four or five hours of sleep. Yeah. Um, if that. And I'm that's, fine. And, I, and I'm fine yeah. with that. And I'm fine with that. Four or five is good. Yeah. So, so either way, but when I look at that, that's what that's our commonality, right? That's what, that's what you and I have in common. Mm-hmm. And our grind and our hustle is what makes us vibe the fuck out. And in business, that's why I truly feel that business owners want to share with other business owners when they find a good relationship. Because it's like, yo, I vibe out with Stephanos. He's fucking awesome. He's a good dude. He's a chill dude. You got a beer with this guy. Like, you know, and also he's going to help you if you need help. That's like. True. Everybody, and this is the one thing that I talked about on the sales uh, when it comes to not closing but building relationship. Too many people they look at uh, they look at everything like in sales as like oh I gotta I gotta get the sale I gotta make the sale I gotta make the sale, and they only focus on the fact that like they they're they're actually telling they're not selling exactly. right. Exactly. And what I mean by that is a business owner sniffs that out you're done oh yeah 100% 100%. when they can sniff out that you're just looking for a sale Uh you just want your commission that's it right you're done that's why you gotta ask these questions right basically get them to jump on board themselves right when you ask those need payoff questions that's when they're like like if I was able to do this for you what would that do for your business Mm -hmm. they start thinking that's right that's when the wheel starts turning 100% 100% dude and but like the biggest thing I always train my, my staff on I've, I've mastered sales for adapting social mm-hmm. right like I'm not going to say I can sell a car tomorrow but I probably could but 
I mastered, and I use that word very, very carefully, mm-hmm. and I've mastered selling at Apps and Social. I, and you've been doing it for, for a decade. Yeah. So, but that's my point. So, like, for me, yeah. And so, for me, like, I look at that, and I'm like, now, I can, if I'm sitting with somebody, I know that I can add so much massive value, and I understand what 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 needs to happen to make this relationship successful mm-hmm. and the biggest thing that i just want to before i veer off and before i go back to the fourth leg the biggest thing though is that you have to you have to work with people and you have to match their energy and their tonality yeah. and i learned that very early mm-hmm. like you like you and i right you are somebody where i i'm normally a high energy crazy motherfucker right mm-hmm. and when i when i first met you you have that in you but you're normally yeah. a little bit more mellow to start yeah. like you're normally just like hey what's up you're very chill and laid back <laughs> and so and so me i'm always like what's up how are you doing like i'm, I'm normally like a fucking crazy ass and i don't drink coffee mm-hmm. and so but for me like i noticed when i was out there selling people and and, and that's when i had that wrong mentality instead of building a relationship i was selling people I'd go out there and I'd meet this guy who had a lower energy, you know, a little bit, a little, little more mellow than me. And I'd be like, "Hey, how are you? My name is John. I'm super excited to meet you today. Like, mm-hmm. I want to add you so much value with this website and marketing and that." And they thought I was annoying. Mm-hmm. And that's because everybody psychologically wants to do business or wants to make a relationship or wants to be friends with people who are like them. So, anybody in sales, I just want to touch on that. Anybody in sales that um, they their personality is kind of like that, like what you just mentioned. What you want to do is you want to mirror what other people are saying and how they're acting and all that stuff, but you want to be one leg up, like bring the enthusiasm just a little bit, just a tad above theirs, because you're entering somebody's world. Most people, unfortunately, are very down or, or they're not, they might not be happy or they're, they're miserable, whatever the case may be. You want to enter their world and you want to be different than anybody else that's coming in there trying to sell them something or anything like that. Mm -hmm. You want to create an impact on them and their business being like, who is this guy? Mm -hmm. But not too much like, oh, God, I don't want to hear this. You know? Of course, yeah. Absolutely. You have to... Enthusiasm always wins, dude, no matter what. Even if if they are not willing to make the sale, enthusiasm goes a long way. But so my point in saying that is, is that it's not just mirroring what they're doing, mm-hmm. but it's understanding that these people, it's, it's actually just understanding the psychology behind wanting to mirror them actually, yeah. right? It's like, well, why, why would I do that? And the reason is, is because people want to work with and be friends, people who are like them. And, and those they like and those they trust. Exactly. And so like me coming in super enthusiastic to somebody who's dry or mellow, they're not going to want to work with me. They're going to find me annoying. Why is this guy so loud? Why is he? Why is he so? Why is he talking so much? But then, then if there's somebody who's super high energy and I'm low energy, or the salesperson is low energy, yeah, you're done. Exactly. They're gonna say this person doesn't got it. I'm not trusting this guy. So mirroring is super important. You're, um, making, you're making an impact within the first two to four seconds. Right. They they create a whole profile of who you are, how they like you. You, you have two to four seconds. That's it. That's it. And you gotta create an impact right there. But mm-hmm. another thing I want to talk about was me and you were in that B2B field mm-hmm. and we're in the long sales process. So we're not just selling a car and somebody leaves with that car and that's it, you get your commission, they don't see you again. This is, they need to be able to work with you over a long period of time. I'm right. dealing with, with business owners' money. Mm-hmm. You're dealing with 
clients coming into the door. Mm. You're building their business. Right. So like they need to be able to super trust you and, mm-hmm. and really be able to confide in you and, and your service and what you have to offer. Right. But they need to be able to work with you, number one. That's 100%. super important. 100%, dude. And so that right there is something that like is everything. Trust, integrity, that plays into everything. But but to exactly trust the processing. But to get to get back into the fourth leg. The fourth leg for me is one of the most important because that's when you're that's when you're building relationships and businesses and trust and warm leads are being generated on the fucking stove of business when you're sleeping. And those are partnerships. So for me, I right now, over the past like uh decade have built over 60 plus like relationships like that I have with you for instance mm-hmm. and uh, and these partners that I have across the country we have we connect weekly daily monthly on everything and these people are not in my competitive space mm-hmm. so anybody out there when you're building your your partnership slash affiliates I reach out to people who are who deal with the clients that I deal with, but at a different capacity. So yeah. I deal with attorneys, accountants, printing companies, and yeah, anybody, anybody who is in those spaces that are not competing with me, but also talk to business owners are my people. So yeah. I, so we, we build these relationships and now we say, we, and we make a deal, right? You tell these people, Hey, I'm going to give you 20% if anything comes from you. So you just saying, Hey, call adapting social. Boom. That makes you 20%. Yeah. And and why not, right? You're not doing the work. I'm just giving you 20% because you, you, you spoke words out of your fucking mouth. You do the same thing. Exactly. Yeah. And so that's the biggest thing. So, so either way, it's, it's one of those things where it's like it's absolutely huge to develop these partnerships and strategic and creative partnerships. You have to nurture these relationships. These are not things where it's just like, oh, hey, by the way, you know, here is this, you know, this client. And then like, you know, they, keep, they send you business and you don't send them any. Or they send you business and then, you know, uh, you just don't talk to them. Like you, you have to, receive. exactly. Well, not only that, but then also somebody else is going to step into their lives. And this has happened to me in the past. I had to learn from it. But like, you know, in the past we've had people where I've had partner, great partnerships with people. You know, there's one specific example I can give, you know, one was in Texas and I had this awesome relationship, generated tons of business from this partner. And, um, and I wasn't, I wasn't keeping up with them. I wasn't following up. I wasn't talking to them. They were sending me business. I was shooting them a quick thank you. And that was it. And I wasn't like, hey, how's it going? How's everything? You know, we I let the relationship slip up. And that was on me because I was so busy that I wasn't focusing on nurturing it. And fast forward, you know, uh, they wound up meeting another marketing guy in, in one of their networking groups or something like that. And then they were like, hey, you know what? These guys are close to me. I want to, you know, and you're in New York and Jersey and this guy lives right next to me in Texas. Like, you know, I'm going to give this guy a shot. And, and then I lost that relationship because it wasn't strong enough. You had to treat it like a client you gotta, you gotta treat it like a client. You gotta treat it, you know, like your your other girlfriend, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta treat it like your like your second girl, yeah. or your third, your fourth, your sixtieth. But it's just one of those things where it's like they have to be nurtured and relationships like that and partnerships and affiliates can change your business. Because think about it, when when everybody goes into a winter, meaning that there's gonna be a tough time in each year or maybe in a period of of, of a gap of years for a business. Yep. And if you have if you have six six legs like this, or if you have a partnership that's good enough like this, and you make a bunch of them, mm-hmm. when marketing and when you can't afford marketing and sales, guess what's bringing revenue in? This is. When you need when you need people to keep going and, and you know and you uh, and your word of mouth dies down, yep. that's what's there. Like these are what these legs are for. Um, and then 
the fifth, the fifth one is your content and being the resource in the industry, right? So adapting social as an example, and what we do for our clients is we're making our clients the resource in their industries, right? So for us specifically as an example, you know, we're out here posting content, what's changing, what's happening. We connect with friggin', we have we have clients and friends and shit like that that are that are engineers at some of the biggest different media companies. Uh, so we get all this information, you know, that, that is like almost yeah, like insider like, information like that. Like, hey, you guys do that in the story. Like, yeah, there's yeah. There's like different things going on. Yeah. I don't know if you saw the whole Instagram thing, did you? I did, yeah, 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 yeah. It was crazy. But so... <laughs> closed the glitch. Yeah, oh my God. Fucking glitched my ass. But, but the biggest thing, though, is that like, you know, that right there... When you have when you have yourself being the resource, right? And you're and when I say being the resource, I'm talking about putting out YouTube content, putting out social media content daily, and video content, not just the post. I'm talking about video content of yourself uh, on YouTube, on social, all over social, Facebook, Instagram, you know, you name it. Um, and you have this content everywhere. You know, eventually the right people start to see it. And when people are looking at you and they're saying, "Oh, hey, wow, I learned a lot from from this person or this company." And when they're going to make the decision to, to go with this product service, they're going to think of you because they've seen you mm-hmm. and because they like what you're doing. So being the resource is actually a generator because eventually it starts bringing you business in. Like I have people, I literally, I don't have my, I don't have my business phone on me, but I have people who call us literally no joke, like each, I would say probably like four to five times a week and leave us voicemails like from different places across the country and sometimes in different countries saying like we inspired them to keep going to start their business and to keep pushing right and that like when they can afford us they want to call us absolutely right you change one person bro that's fucking it that's that's what the plan is right you're doing your fucking thing and so you know the biggest thing here is like we want to just impact people and so when you impact people and you're a resource and you're valuable that is a generator right so being the resource online that's a generator um and you know and then six yeah dude it's, it's part of the process and it's not easy it's too many people look at people like gary v grant cardone these guys have been doing this like heavy for years for years well no i'm, I'm even talking about just being the resource on the internet like because they weren't doing this on the internet for 40 years right so like it's like these these people have been doing this like but they like gary, gary v's had a youtube channel creating video content for a decade for a decade right Exactly. And then like all these other people out there, but, but too many people. And that, that's the millennial mindset problem sometimes mm-hmm. that people say, quote unquote, because they think everybody wants instant gratification. Like right now you, like you're saying you're in the process of building that, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, if you don't have the long term game of like, this is going to take me three, four years to be where I want to really be like a Grant Cardone or like a Gary Vee or these other people, like that's the biggest thing that, they, that, that both of these guys are always preaching is patience, right? Mm-hmm. And not enough people out there that are listening in have enough patience. And they don't understand that it takes so fucking long to actually get this shit to happen. You know? It's one of those things where it's like you have to keep pushing and you have to keep creating valuable content. Um, and, uh, and, last, and last but not least, and this is one that I always push so fucking hard, dude, but it's just charitable. So for me, like I, every year we do 10 pro bono uh, projects where people are failing, whether it's a nonprofit, you know, we want to help them get back up on their feet. And, yeah, yeah. And we don't charge them anything. So we go out there, we're helping them, we're hooking them up, we're getting shit ready for them, we're setting it up. Now, how do you find them? A lot of people refer them to us. Oh, okay. So we started spreading the word on this like a few years back. And dude, every year we probably get like 20 people that apply. 
and we only accept 10 each year. Um, but each year, bro, people come in, you know, we said, kind of, you know, it's like one of those things where it's like, yeah, it's like one of those things where it's like, you know, we, we want to really help people grow, man. And that's what it's about. And so when you, when you have that sort of charitable and that philanthropic mission, like with me, my, my philanthropy is two things, helping entrepreneurs, um, take what they're doing to the next level. Uh, and showing them and guiding them and, and helping them in business with all the fucking pitfalls that I've learned and I've had to go through because me not going to college and, and getting my Harvard educations and like losing and like having to fucking pick myself back up and learn that way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I want to, I want to teach people because the, one of the best quotes I've ever heard, um, and I forget who fucking said it, but it take, but a fool can learn from his own lessons. Yeah. It takes a wise man to learn from other people's yeah. lessons. And so for me, that's what I, that's part of my mission for entrepreneurship. But then secondly, uh, I learned that the yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But like that's, there's people like us that have to do that so that we can help and people can build and use us as tools to not go through those things. Pioneers. Exactly. You know, and, uh, and, but the last is, um, you know, my, my, my philanthropic mission in the anxiety and, and depression space, you know, helping people in that space. Cause too many people, I never realized how many people fucking had it, but I've had anxiety disorder uh, my entire life up until like three years ago, dude. And um, what, what got you out of that? So I fucking so listen, people. Yeah, use that. yeah, man. So we know the biggest thing is like, and anybody you know, because I'm gonna be actually starting a whole, and, and I didn't, I didn't drop this yet, but I'm gonna drop it on this podcast. Ooh, uh, in, in 2019, we're gonna be dropping a platform about anxiety and depression, and wow. we're gonna be doing a whole podcast, a whole. It's gonna be a whole community. That's that we're right. gonna make nationwide. I'm gonna be like the Tony Robbins of motherfucking anxiety, and I'm gonna help people out there get through what I had to break through. Oh, yeah. um, but so, but so, but for me, why um, do people get used to that too? Yeah, man. And for me, the biggest thing is like I said to myself, I was like, you know what? Uh, I I had to fuck this moment, you know, where it's like you look at your scenario, your situation, and, and your mindset, and like your 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 shitty mindset at the moment. You're like, I can't live like this anymore. Like, I'm not gonna do this. Yeah. And I had to fuck this moment uh, three or four years ago. Actually, it was like three years ago. And, um, you know, I was so fucking upset that like, because like when you have, when you have anxiety disorder, it's like, it's, it's completely next level. It's like, that's when you like are fearing having another anxiety attack or another panic attack. Like, let's just say you were at a barbershop and you had anxiety one day, right? And you felt, you felt weird and like, you know, you didn't feel right. And then the way that your brain works because of your subconscious mind, our brain is made for survival. Yeah. So next time you go back into that barbershop, your brain's like, oh, we shouldn't be here. This is bad. Do you remember what happened last time, Stephanos? We were here and this fucking freaked us out. And that's what would go on through your head? like Yeah. And, so and, and, you're, and, and your conscious mind, you're not thinking that. But in your subconscious mind, because it's built, that's what makes your heart beat. That's what makes you breathe and you're not thinking about it when you're sleeping. And your subconscious mind rules your world, dude. And that's why through entrepreneurship and anxiety, it's like I want to help people understand that when you control your subconscious, which is impossible, but the only thing that you can do to make your subconscious mind trained is habitual patterns, right? And breaking patterns. But anyway, so my point is is that so you can be in this barbershop and your brain's like, yo, freaking out back to anxiety so that's what so you, then you have another anxiety attack because you're fearing that you're going to have an anxiety attack when you step into the barbershop now was this like <clears throat> affecting you all over like with any area in life or oh was of this course just like business like oh i gotta get this client or i gotta no no this is this is this is this is outside of business wow for me for me it was never it had never never had nothing to do with business 
I had it way before business was ever a thing. And so, and so for me, I, it was more along the lines of like, hey, you know what? I had some, I had some issues with my family when I was younger and uh, I had some experiences and that's what sprung it all. That's how I had anxiety because of my, my upbringing. Um, and, uh, and long story short, I had this fuck this moment and I said to myself, I need to go talk to somebody about this. And I was terrified, bro. Cause like for years, bro, I'm, I'm 27 now. And you know, in three years ago when I was, um, when I was 20, 24, I was like, not, I was, I, and I'm the person, I don't believe in taking medication. I don't believe in taking that shit. Like I won't take something for anxiety. Medication or meditation? Medication. Yeah. I don't believe in medication. Like if I have a headache, I'm not taking Advil. If I get a tooth drill, I ain't taking pain medication. I'm talking about like Xanax. I'm talking about nothing. That too. Yeah, I, I don't do nothing, bro. Yeah, yeah. I like to take everything and deal with it myself. So anyway, I, I just went, not to go too much into this, but long story short, I just went, I just went and I went fucking essentially almost like door to door like I do a business, but I went and called like 20 fucking, I called them anxiety coaches. I called 20 people. And the first thing I said to them before they even said their name, do you prescribe medication? And if they said yes, maybe, depends, click, 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 hung up. Mm-hmm. One person out of 20 said no. And so I went to go see this guy. And, um, and long story short, dude, I had three, three to four sessions with him, and it changed my entire life. And because I think of life like business. So I looked at my, my limiting beliefs that were holding me back, yeah. and, I, and I understood. Oh, yeah. And I understood them, and I understood why I was having them. And so my whole point in saying all of this is that, you know, that's another part. That's the second phase of my philanthropy and that we're going to be launching in 2019, which I'm stoked about. That's awesome. Um, and, uh, and, it's going to but it ties all back into this whole charity aspect of a business. Yeah. And in business, when you do this, right? So like by, by me, and this is something that I actually just really give a fuck about. Like both of these things, helping entrepreneurs because I love entrepreneurs. I fuck with entrepreneurs. Like these are my people. Like, and then people in the anxiety space, same thing because I get them. Yeah. I, both of these, saying. both of these worlds, I get these people. Yeah. And so, but when you do that, now when I'm when I'm at these events, I'm speaking in front of hundreds of people, thousands of people, hundreds of thousands of people. Eventually, they're gonna know that I'm John Vigaro and this is my mission. But then also, somebody in that crowd is gonna be a business owner mm-hmm. and they're going to be like, Oh, John also owns a, a, a marketing firm. Mm-hmm. And so even though there's, there's two sides to it, no matter what, my one side is helping people because I care about people so much. But on the, on the second end of it, like anybody else on the planet, you're also spreading awareness to your business. Yeah. And, and so that is a generator. Yeah. So those six legs have been what have propelled adapting social over a decade and help us with our clients and their business development, helping what they're doing, taking that shit to the next level. Mm-hmm. Um, but we should do a like a ten x talk. Yeah, <laughs> we should, bro. Yeah. Um, and not call. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. I, I was. I, I applied for it. I applied for it. Did you? Yeah, I applied for it. I but was too late. Me and too. At that point, I wasn't really uh, polished. <laughs> And pull out his polishing kit. I was like, oh, I didn't make it. All right. I got some work to do anyway. <laughs> <laughs> for a reason. Yeah, but, but dude, no, that's, um, you know, and, and listen, so outside of these six, outside of these six generators, this equates the stool that you're sitting on, right? And this foundation, this stool that you're sitting on that has all these legs, this is what helps grow a company. And like sales is something that we're going to keep going back to on this podcast because, and we're going to bring, you know, more salespeople in. 
to get their to get their feedback and stuff. But like the biggest thing though is that like sales. Mark Cuban says it, and I love I, when he first said it. When I when he, Shark Tank like, first started, he said it, and I was like, wow, like because it was when I first in the early stages of my business. He's like, sales cures everything because listen, perfect thing. If if something's wrong with processing, right, or if something's wrong with your product, you can always fix it. If something is wrong with you know uh, with your office space, you know your light goes out, you can fix it, right? If you can't sell or if you can't bring sales in, and you can't fix it, and you have a problem with that, you can't influence exactly. Then you ain't gonna do shit. So it's just one of those things where it's so fucking imperative that everybody here understands that like you need to have a sales strategy that has at least six legs. And most people would say, hey, you know what? That's a lot, man. Like, I got to really think about that. Like, yeah, fucking think about it. Yeah. Put in the time to really fucking think about that shit, man. I want to um, talk to you about two different things that are huge in sales, too. Um, discipline. If you want to define that. Yeah. And how important that is. Do you want me to? Yeah, we'll go back and forth. Yeah. Well, in my... In my in my world, discipline is really just it's 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 almost like a magnifying glass on an anthill on a sunny day, right? It's like where the fuck are you shining your beam, mm-hmm. right? We're us being humans, we're just energy, dude. So yeah. like, so it's like we're this ball of matter and this ball of energy is going through space, and it's like, but where are we pushing our energy? Yeah. And the people that you look at that are mo- the most successful people in the world just push their energy in the right direction. And that's it, right? Instead of putting it in this space and that space and this space or not focusing enough on this space, it's like, just where's your energy? And to me, discipline is where are you focusing that fucking magnifying glass? Where's that beam hitting? And disciplining, uh, you know, in my world is, you know, the, what, what I actually practice is I write down every year, this is going to sound crazy, but this is the truth. Every year, I mean, my, I do this now with my wife ever since we got married. We sit down, we write our 2019 goals, for instance, right? And we map out the entire year, like, to month sell your month, levels. Week week. No, fuck month by month, because every day I have to hit my goals. But, like, you map out 365 days? 365 days. Mm-hmm. And so, what we do is, we look at, we say, okay, well, what do we want? Because mm-hmm. too many people don't define what they want. Mm-hmm. Like, I, like, if I said to you, what are your goals for your business? What are your goals for your business this year? So give me, give me it in one sentence. So, okay, um, hundred eighty businesses. Boom. You know so, what's perfect about that? Because you're specific. Yeah, exactly. That's measurable. Yeah. Too many people say, um, "I want to grow my business." Well, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> you want one more client? <laughs> All right, you want? <laughs> well, no, that's fine. That's fine. Those are specific. No, but like. When, when you say you want a Lamborghini, I want a matte black Lamborghini with black rims. Mm-hmm. Like, it needs to be specific. You need to be able to see that in your head. Right. You don't want just a million dollars. I want to reach $1.3 million by the month. Mm-hmm. you got to do the math. Right. And that's what drives you to your goal. 100%. million dollars. What the fuck does that mean? Right. You know, like, right. how are you going to get there? All right. That's but defining that, defining that journey is important. Yeah. Finding that journey. Yeah. It's going to be some, some things you can't expect, right? And this is all relative to sales. Exactly. But the biggest thing, though, is, is that discipline is is what keeps you going, dude. It's what I keeps think, you going. I think 
discipline is everything, and I don't think there's one single person out there that is a hundred percent disciplined a hundred percent of the time. Mm-hmm. Besides, like Jocko Willink, the uh, I would say Tony Robbins was probably like ninety-five, dude. Yeah, and that's yeah. a lot. There, I mean, it's like a man right? What would you say? What would you say yours is? Being being a hundred percent realistic right now. I just saw his whole demeanor just change. Okay. Seventy-five, eighty. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. Are you pu- are you pushing that? Yeah. You, yeah. I'm saying no, 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 no. I'm saying I'm saying like so. You said seventy percent. Seventy-five. Seventy-five percent. I don't know how to judge that. Right. But I do know majority of the time I look at somebody said this to me a long time ago. They said discipline is just choosing between what you want now and what you want most, mm-hmm. and that stuck with me. That's huge. I like that. Exactly. That's fire. Because now. Every time I'm thinking of either I don't know, going out or, or doing something not productive or something like that, or even something small, you get what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. Even something small, I'm going to count down from five. And by the time I get to one or zero, I know like in my head, I'm like, you know what? No, I'm not doing that. I'm doing what I have to do. Mm-hmm. And that's something that really helped me because... Like I said, nobody in my family was really in business. Nobody really did sales. They, they, I didn't really have anyone to teach me. So it was tough for me in the beginning with my discipline. Right. But especially with my upbringing and everything like that. Like going to college, all I cared about was going out and socializing, having fun, playing football, you know. Um, but now... You went, to, you went to college to throw up and hook up with chicks? Yeah. <laughs> I, I went to college... Um, for criminal justice, and I did you? I went to play football. Yeah, yeah. Bro, I can see you being a cop. Are you a fucking knack? No. <laughs> you know Are you a fucking knack? Yeah. No, wow. Not. So what changed? Um. So originally, I wanted to be in the hotel space. I wanted to be a GM of some big resort down in Miami, something like that. Wearing a suit every day, shaking people's hands. Loved it. Um. But a lot of the schools recruiting me to play football didn't have hospitality. Um, so I ended up, uh, the head coach came, came to my school to recruit me and um, ended up jumping on board, long story short, ended up playing football, figured out uh, what's my second option, criminal justice. I could see myself being a cop. How, right. how much of a drive is that? Right. I could see myself being a cop. Obviously, that's going to fall through at some point. And I ended up getting very into it. Like, I wanted to be in the sheriff's department, crime scene investigation. Damn, did you see that? should find out. Yeah, I was, I was about to go through all that. And then I went down to Miami, and I was I stayed at, at a hotel, and I found out that, damn, I want to get back to this whole hospitality thing. So I got back into that. Um, long story short, I tried it out at Ocean Place. Right. You go through two summers there, you go through two summers anywhere. That place was a circus. Was it? Try, yeah, I was, was a front desk supervisor over there and trying to help out guests that they're not happy with the housekeeping, not happy with the, the restaurant. Like, I'm getting yelled at. <laughs> something I don't even, I didn't even do. It's not my fault. And I was just like, you know what? It's going to take me, not that money's everything. I right. just wasn't that happy either. Right. But, it's going to take me 40 years to reach six figures. And 40? Something like that. Yeah. Like you, don't, you don't become the GM of a hotel until you're like in right. your 40s or 50s. Right. Um, 
And I just figured out that's not what I wanted to do. And then I figured out that I love business, love helping business owners out, blessing in disguise, falling into this, um, failing my series seven and everything, and getting right. into this. Couldn't be happier. I feel like I don't even work. Right. Like, obviously, I'm disciplined, like, get up every morning, that's tough. But the, um, like, day to day operation, I feel like I'm not even working. And that's where you want to be. That's where right. everyone should be. Right. Yeah. That's awesome, man. And, and so we are out of motherfucking time here, unfortunately. But next, the next podcast we're going to be dropping, y'all, you, you ain't ready for this. This shit's crazy. No, not at all. But what would you say in ending, okay, in ending, in a summary, right? Thus far, right, since you've been doing this for the past two years, almost three years, mm-hmm. right, what is, what is your biggest takeaway that you've learned from your sales experience and you going door to door and you cold calling? Treat it, treat it like you're an athlete. Embrace every single part of sales and how to get better. I mean, taking action is everything. I'm not the smartest guy in the room ever. Yeah, me neither. Um, I, I, I didn't grow up a book smart guy getting straight A's. No, I just take more action than anybody I know. Like, my, my boy, he owns a barbershop, uh, Kono's, Kono's Cuts in Millstone. Yeah, has his website. What's up? Has his website. Yeah, we're, we're going <laughs> to get that right after this. So, I'm over there waiting for my haircut. Got an appointment with him. I show up like 30 minutes early. And I'm sitting there. He took a picture of me. I'm sitting there on my laptop. Like, everyone else is sitting there on their phone and everything. I'm sending emails out. And he's, he got a picture of me. And he's like, this is what it's all about. <laughs> this is what I love. But, like, I take more action than just about anybody I know. Right. And I could say that confidently. Right. And that's why I'm wearing And that's not being cocky. Years that's not being cocky. It's just like, I know it. I'm, I'm spitting facts. <laughs> <laughs> spitting fucking straight fire it facts right now. Um, that's awesome, man. And the one thing I will say, Andy, and listen, Stephanos, I appreciate you so much for being here today, bro. Where can they find you, bro? Give me, this is your plug. So, um, obviously, I, I help businesses accept credit cards. I uh, handle the majority of the area, all around the tri-state area. Um, and what we do is we help business owners out. A lot of them are in some pretty shitty situations when, when they're getting tied to a contract and all of a sudden their rep disappears or the company, they just handle their processing and that's it. Um, I'm there 100% of the time. You, need, you, you have an issue with your terminal or anything like that, issue with your rate, you shoot me a text, I'm there on a Saturday night there to switch your terminal out if you need it. I'm there every single time you need something you can always reach out to me. Not only that, I'm giving the best rates I can. Um, obviously, we're not going to be under any account. I'm not going to say you're a bullshit yet. But um, we, we try to get you as low as possible. Um, and the big reason for that is we'd like to see you spread the word. We'd like to see how happy you guys are and, and how much we've increased your bottom line. And, and you tell your family and friends about what I was able to do and what Priority was able to do. That's why we've become the seventh largest and seventh ranked credit card processor in the nation. So any needs you need um, as far as your business, you want to increase your bottom line, you're not happy with your processor, you, you don't think you're even on the right pricing program for your business, give me a call. Um, my website's almost done. We'll uh, contact John. He'll definitely put you in contact with me and I'd, I'd love to help out. 
Absolutely, man. Thank you. And again, I appreciate your time. I truly, I truly believe that time is one valuable asset that we don't get back. So I appreciate you spending it with me. And, uh, and listen, anybody listening, sales cures everything. It is the fountain of youth. <laughs> and also, anybody in sales, pay attention to your linguistics because this changed everything for me. Like when, when, when you say sell or sold, nobody likes to be sold to. You, don't call yourself a salesperson either. What's up? It's not really sexy anymore. Yeah, um, what you want to say is you want to help them get involved, help them jump on board. Or when, when you're calling somebody, you want to set an appointment. You're not setting an appointment. Nobody wants to sit there for a meeting for 10 minutes. You say, let's get together and go over a few options because everybody loves options, right? So the, the different ways that you can talk to somebody or talk to a business owner or a client that you're trying to sell, pay attention to what you're saying and how you're saying it. Like mm-hmm. you said, tonality, that's everything. Yep. But linguistics and how you say everything that you say and the words you use can change somebody's mindset. They won't even know it. Right. But in the back of their mind, they're thinking, I'll get together with this guy. Everyone likes to get together with their friends. Right. We'll go over some options. I like options. You know? Right. So different things like that. And, and if you need any help, don't, don't hold back and call me and... Uh, I'll go over a few things I can... He's got your back. I can, I can know, attest to that. your sale process. Exactly, exactly. So, everybody, create an amazing day. You are in charge of it. And, uh, and let's get it. Anybody out there who's selling and grinding, you know, I love my quote. Every time we talk about sales, live a few years of your life like most people won't. Yep. So you can live the rest of your life, your life like most people can't. The biggest thing there, especially with sales, is like you just said, the first few months, the first year, the first two years, the first three years is always the hardest. Yeah. My first year, I made four grand in business. And anybody who starts a business or went to college for business or for you know business management or whatever, we look at that as a failure, a flop. Dude, four Gs in a year, 365 days, made four grand. That's shit, right? But Exactly. And that's the biggest thing is understanding that. There's no such thing as losing unless you quit mm-hmm. and you walk away. Exactly. So take all your lessons in sales. You have to have tough skin, man. It's, it's not an easy racket. And that's why I love it. I don't. I, I have thick skin. I have tough skin from this shit. Mm-hmm. I've gotten doors slammed in my motherfucking face, bro. Oh I've had crazy shit happen, bro. Exactly. Don't fucking solicit me. Fuck you, asshole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but keep pushing, man, because the, the best in the world at sales are people who have weathered all the fucking storms yeah. and are keep going. And they get better. Yep. Every, every, keep, we'll end off on this. Every no gets you closer to your yes. Because the only thing in life that's impossible is that you will never get a yes. Mm -hmm. That is the only thing. Because eventually one person, if you, if you, if you see a thousand people, it's impossible that now one person is going to give you a shot. You want to get no's. Because once you get that no, like, right. oh, I want to think about it. That's and also you learn why. Ask why. Why? Why? Well, can I ask you, what was it that, that you know, made you not interested? Listen, that's man. building your pitch. That's building it. And that's a dude, over the, anytime, it's very rare that when I sit down with somebody that we don't build a relationship and mm-hmm. work together. Mm-hmm. But the ones that I haven't, I'll, I'll literally dive in. What happened? You know, what was it? Was it me? Was it the conversation? Yeah. And I'll ask him. And I ask him genuinely from a place of like, listen, I just want to get better and learn. So if you could help me as an entrepreneur, I would pr- really appreciate that. Like, they respect it and they appreciate it, you know? So it's one of those things where it's like... And then they end up doing business with you. Eventually, yeah. Because it's like, wow, this guy really is a deep thinker. Like, yeah. he cares. Yeah. But everybody created fucking... That's, that's when the objection comes out. Exactly. And, and then, then you start going into it. Exactly. And then you're back. Uh, Let's get it. Let's get it. So sales cures 
all things. Obviously, you got to have a great product. Obviously, you have to make a great service. That's that. That's the purpose of a business, a product or a service. But when it comes to sales, that's the cure, okay? Make sure you are fucking getting after people and you are building relationships and your six legs of revenue to your business. Thank you again, Stephanos. Absolutely.